0: Welcome to Decolonize to Thrive, a podcast dedicated to nourishing the soul through stimulating conversation, thought-provoking facts, and vulnerable exchange. Join me, your host, Ina Briggs, and my co-host, T. Lacey, as we disseminate what it means to decolonize the many facets of our lives. So Kamal, I have had the opportunity to converse with you over the phone and via email. uh, Just to bring T up to speed, how did you find us um, and Mm -hmm. anything else that you want to share?
1: Okay, so I found you guys. I was looking online trying to find interesting podcasts, which actually, to my surprise, it's hard to, like, it's not that easy, actually, because Instagram has changed the way it used to be where, like, you used to just do a podcast. a hashtag and they will give you this long list of all these photos Um, but I found a couple ways and then like I went to your site and I checked out like a couple episodes and some some sound bites and I was like okay cool cool like it's just makes Uh sense because I know like me and I know my personality and I know how I like to converse I used to have a I kind of have a podcast I'm kind of on break but I'm just really in the conversation so yeah if it's something that seems like it's not gonna fit or it's just too into stuff that I'm not, if you're not trying to go anywhere in your show, I can't. I don't think that's where I wanna go. I'm not gonna have fun. It's gonna feel like I gotta calm myself down to make it work, you know? So like I immediately knew this was a cool vibe and I believe in your message. And y'all seem like, I don't know, like it seemed like it would be expansive experience. Like I feel like I might learn stuff about myself you guys, like it wouldn't just be, you know, here's a question, answer it and we're done, you know? Yeah.
2: Right. Um, hey, this is a really high praise. Thank you so much for saying that. Right. Um, Yeah, Uh, I, but, and also a lot of that resonates with me cause I think like me and Ina, we, t- we try to, we try to create a vibe, right? We right. try to like have a conversation. We try to do this like real authentically because there is no other way for any of us to be um, at this right. time in our lives, you know? So um, I'm really glad that that message like caught you and I'm glad that you found us and like, welcome to Colonize to Thrive. I'm really excited to have this chat.
1: Yes. 100%, yeah, I'm with you guys, 100%. It's all about like, we've been vibing out already. Like it's all yeah, good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thanks.
0: Yeah, thanks for sharing it. Um, for me and we both, I'm sure believe this, that Um, the whole purpose of the podcast is really for learning and as much as um, we hope that you can take away we want to take away from you as well and just looking through your work and um and what we've discussed so far like I was really impacted by um the depths and and just the creativity and the artistry which I share with T so um I'm looking forward to the conversation for sure so um so with that said I'm going to get started with just uh reading your bio ready to roll ready to roll Kamal X is a self-taught documentary photographer currently based in Brooklyn, New York. Photography found Kamal in 2015 after deciding to quit everything to travel the world in honor of his best friend who passed away due to colon cancer, a hard truth that serves as a major influence in his creative style, which is rooted in telling stories that showcase the hidden truths of humanity that are often misunderstood or overlooked. Kamal's covering of the 2020 Black Lives Matter protest of Oakland, California and Washington, DC granted him the opportunity to be featured in the New York Times. Deciding to mold those images into a mini series entitled, The Beautiful, Oakland to DC. He won second place in Lens Culture's Black and White Photography Awards. In 2021, Kamal was featured in Apple's hometown campaign, which highlighted Black photographers across America. Also in 2021, Kamal self-published his debut photography book, A Quest Supreme, which documents five years of traveling to over 40 countries in search of inner peace. Most recently, Kamal's second photography book, Black Astronaut, which highlights a nationwide revolution ignited by the pandemic and the passing of George Floyd will be released October 24, 2023. And with that, we welcome Kamal X to Decolonize to Thrive.
2: Hey, y'all.
1: Hey, y'all, so happy to be here, so pumped up. Um, Thank you guys for the opportunity. Thank you guys for all the hard work you guys are putting in. It's definitely making a change. It's definitely impacting lives. You got one right here. I'm so happy and excited to connect on such a beautiful topic and just vibe out with you guys for sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to talk about your work. I think a lot of the foot, photo- a lot of your photographs, a lot of like the things that you're looking at, thinking about, really inspire me. <laughs> and I'm, oh, wow. I'm really, yeah, and I'm like really excited to talk to you about it. I feel strong feelings about black people in space and like also um, revolution and things. And so right, really this slide hear. up
0: your alley, right? Yeah, no, this is
2: exactly <laughs>
0: my alley. Like this it is. is. <laughs> 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 um, um, yeah, I'm really. Yeah, i just so stoked to be here. Beautiful. I mean, we have a ton to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. And so your works is just one aspect of that. I feel like we're going to get um, a lot deeper. And uh, this conversation is going to be extremely meaningful. But we do want to start with talking about um, your book, which will be released on the 24th of this month. And I have to say, when I read that title, it does evoke a little bit of something in you. I was excited. Mm. I was like, Oh, wow. What is this about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, beautiful.
0: That was um, the hope. The that stars the belong to the people has a little ring to it. So, it does. Uh, yeah. So we want to know, what does the title mean to you? And um, yeah, we'll just start there. Where, All you right.
1: Awesome. What Again, it? thank you, guys. Um, so the stars belong to the people, Black Astronaut. It's To put it as simply as I can, um, it's really about me stepping outside during lockdowns and being fearless about what I believed in. You know, when the world was locked down and we didn't know a lot about COVID, we didn't know, if we if like getting sick, I was extremely afraid of it. I lost a lot of people at that point already. I was overweight at the time. I was in Oakland. I just moved there four months before the pandemic hit, so I was also wow. alone. Okay. And I remember when Ahmaud Arbery happened first, and that was like crazy. And I remember as a photographer, I was like, hmm. I don't think anyone's gonna be in Oakland protesting. Little did I not, I'm in Oakland. I should have known people were gonna be outside in Oakland, which they were, but I found this out on the on television later. So mm-hmm. when George Floyd hit, and you all know what that felt like to see that, you know, I knew like I had to risk it all and go outside. And if it meant risking my life, if it meant getting sick, if it meant getting hurt, my mindset was this is bigger than me. And I have to do something about this I have the I actually am a photographer it's one thing if I did something and it had no no impact I couldn't make a change but I actually do something that is used to help situations like this give a voice to the voiceless um so I felt like in a lot of ways once I stepped out that house it was like I went into a whole nother world like it wasn't to America I You know, the air was, to me, it was p- pollution at that point because I didn't mm-hmm. want to get too close to people. I have masks, I had gloves on, glasses, the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. I'm in the midst of protests, hundreds of people, and I have to get in it. I can't be on the outside with a lens, with a zoom lens. I got to be close when the confrontations are happening, spit flying everywhere. So it yeah, was just like yeah. a very, um, a very, uh, I had to be just courageous. And when I looked at an astronaut, And I thought about like what astronauts go through. And if you think about it, like when an astronaut goes to the moon or wherever it goes, everything around it is trying to kill the astronaut. Like everything around it is foreign to the astronaut. The suit is the only thing that allows it to go into these foreign places where everything is unfamiliar. Nothing makes sense. And that's what I felt like when I was outside in my own country during that entire three year run. Everything seemed like it was foreign to me. Everything seemed like I had to be, have a suit of protection just to, to mentally be able to face what I was seeing. Because outside of the, the, the I guess, the pull, for the fight to do right and, and do my part and be a voice for the voiceless, I also was seeing a lot of things that were very uncomfortable, things that were right. very hard to stomach, things that put me in danger, quite frankly. And Mm -hmm. if you wanna get that shot, when it comes to photography, like you really have to give your all. There's no like, I can be back here and watch as a witness. You gotta be in it. And, you know, so that's a lot of the reason for a black astronaut as the concept. And my hope is that using it as a symbol, it can become an inspiration for other people to realize that they're astronauts in their own walk too. There are things that we all face day to day where we don't fit in. We don't necessarily feel like we belong. There's people trying to take this away or judge us or it's just the environment isn't what it should be for who we truly are. And we have yeah. to face that and fight that every day. So that's why I decided to make this change the ideology behind it just being a, a report of what was happening outside, but also create a symbol so people can take that with them and move forward into the into whatever that future is and that's where it goes into the stars belong to the people like we are the people we create this oh don't let anybody let you think that you are beneath that your voice doesn't matter yes. that you can't create whatever your mind and spirit wants to do like as you said in the first part of my my bio, my bio is like i'm self-taught like there's i don't mm-hmm. have the degrees and or the way that a lot of photographers or artists that I, I look up to, you know, mm-hmm. they went that more traditional route. I went my own way and that's fine. Either way is fine, but right. a lot of times you can get, you can be downing yourself and think, Oh, I can't do it because I didn't, I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have that camera. I don't have, you know, and it's like, if you just realize like, again, astronaut, if you realize like you have power, you have ability. You have like spirit, you know what I mean? Anything is possible if you really believe in it and you're ready to do the work.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> wow. Uh... Sorry, that was a <laughs> lot. I'm sorry. No, please. Don't <laughs> apologize. That's exactly yeah. that was exactly it. Um, I think the metaphor of like a black astronaut in the suit, I think is beautiful for the kind of work that you're doing. The idea about like um everything that's just on the other side of the suit being like inherently dangerous, like out to get you. And like one wrong step will mean that you like suffocate in the endless void of space, right? Um, And I also think there's something about um, how beautiful space is, but also how unforgiving it is. Mm. Um, Mm. Right, and that Mm. seems to be like something about what we all saw in 2020, um, Mm. of like this being this like beautiful, dangerous, uh, incredibly important moment, yeah. um, exactly. right? And like, I also think that there you put this like really interesting twist on um, the people versus an individual, like as one person. Like, like have you guys like heard that that saying that you know we all can't do all the things, but we all have to do the thing that we yes. can do, mm-hmm. right? And like, yeah. Kamal, it really does sound like you did the thing that you can do, which is mm-hmm. like I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna take some photos, and how that can Open it up for like such a large group of people
0: mm. not only does it bring awareness to the individual responsibility that we each have um in existing in the world, whether we're black or not, um to you know step out there and have the courage to do something about the things that we realize we don't want to be true for the world that we all inhabit um so that that awareness piece I think is so key um but also just like the complexities of like the role and the importance of uh, the role of an astronaut in ways that mm. I never really thought about. And it's so funny because mm. growing up, I always wanted to be an astronaut.
1: Right. <laughs> a
0: poster of Mae Jemison in my bedroom, the first black woman to go into outer space that I used to look at um, every day. And that was a goal of mine until I realized like, just how hard something like that would be. To uh-huh. do. <laughs> yeah, I said it and I was like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. That
1: might not be the vibe, but, you <laughs> <It> know. <laughs> was, but,
0: um, but I really love this because it's it's not something we think about. We, and it's also something we kind of take for granted. Because um, mm. they do take such a big risk in going out into, you know, outer space and the unknown and to learn um, in ways that can help us to uh, continue to explore. But I think um, the biggest thing that I'm taking away is not only do we have a responsibility, but we also have the power. Because I like how mm. you follow up with the stars belong to the people. Like don't think for one second that right. you don't have the ability to go out here and to create the world that you want, despite right, the realities that do exist. And that so that we have
1: to that we have to oh. battle. We have to battle, but don't make that don't let them define you. Don't let that define you. Like Absolutely. you are who you choose to be. And you know, it's funny when you speak about the um when you were a kid, want to be an astronaut? Me too, right? And like, really? okay. actually one of the one of the the inspirations when I was coming up with this concept was I viewed a little me, or a little kid in general. Like I kind of took that, but like in their room, like with the world, like because me me growing up, you know, I that's I think why I got into photography was because. I didn't get to explore a lot. Like I was from North New Jersey. We we did little trips here and there, but it wasn't like going to different countries and all, everything was on TV for me. TV and movies was my escape. So yeah. I remember as a kid, like I always like, I I, want, I know one day I'll be able to fly and see all these things. So like I, I view the astronaut concept is, as, it's like a lot, it's like a, a motivating, inspirational kind of like you can fly. You know, yeah, and I it. want all of us to kind of tap into that kid in us, that inner child, and remember, like, yo, it's okay to dream. It's okay to think big. We might not be real astronauts. I know I, me too, I can't. Not <laughs> but, right. like, you know, we can figure out our own path, you know?
0: We can and we should. There's, like, a little bit of a responsibility piece.
2: I think the responsibility piece is really important because there's this idea that we like we inherit there are certain things that we inherit right and with great power comes great responsibility and there's something about the stars belong to the people that kind of invokes this responsibility that Mm. you know like these things are ours like our birthright and I think this is how this is a part of how I think about space too like space or the idea of space like the idea of expansiveness is our birthright and with that we have we have to be responsible in how we wield that right Mm -hmm. and how we like and how we shape it and how we like present it to other people and how we like hold it yeah um Kamal for you what are the stars what are the stars well I'm I'm not gonna lie I am a very
1: spaced out guy I I, yeah I I am my imagination like when I was going to school I was the kid that was looking out the window teacher would have to say hey he's daydreaming a lot you know I just wasn't uh, motivated or inspired by what they would talk about. I was like, what is the point of this? Isn't isn't an interesting? Um, and I'm still that way to this day. If I'm not moved, I'm not moved. So my brain, like the way I'm set up is like, I'm always thinking of like, what is the goal? Like, what is the higher thing that really motivates me and pushes me? What is something bigger than surround my surroundings that like will get me out of bed and will get me hard- working hard? will get me to get out of my comfort zone and connect with people and reach out to different... Like, I always have to kind of think bigger in order to really get, like, to feel something. I've always kind of been that way. Um, I guess a dreamer, you might call it. I don't know what you want to call it. But so for me personally, that's what I think about when I think about the stars, like big goals that we reach towards and that motivate us to become, you know, to be on that journey. And the beautiful thing about it is like, because like we all know, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. It's like when you reach for those stars, the things that you end up encountering along the way are just like unbelievable. Like, look at this conversation we're having right now. Like, if yeah. I, and this is, if I never left my apartment, this wouldn't be happening right now. It's like the little right. things in between that just make it so beautiful. And I think that just makes life just, you get to look back and like, wow, I'm so thankful I pushed myself. I'm so thankful I allowed myself to think bigger. I'm so thankful that, you know, I, I didn't let my circumstance define me. And I was, even if people look at me crazy or even if I think I'm crazy for what I'm thinking, it's like, I'm still going to try it out and find out for myself, you know?
2: Yes. i said this before on this podcast and I'll say it again, but like every good idea started and somebody was like, that's insane. You oh, know, like, like I don't think I'm really you know somebody always is gonna think it's insane but like if you don't go there nobody will and then,
0: then I'm at a point like now
1: a I'm at a point now with my ideas yeah. if people like them I'm like I might not that ain't it like I, I try to find <laughs> stuff that people look at me like i wait what no I don't know maybe like if they start critiquing it and like oh you should do it I'm like okay there's something I got here then I gotta like and then i keep it to myself but like it's like I always because the things that normally everybody's like all on board I'm like normally that means it's been done a lot that means it's something that's they've seen and they're comfortable with and they can understand it and if you're as an artist you're trying to like you know defy the odds and push the boundaries you don't want to do what's been done you want to kind of like and reach into yourself also you know so I've always, I'm starting to learn that, like, it's okay when people don't get it, like, that's yeah. normally a good thing, especially if it's your circle, your inner circle, because normally, the things you're trying to create isn't necessarily for your inner circle, it's, mm-hmm. it's great to have that, that, um you know, your friendship and all that beautiful things, yeah. but really, you're, you're putting this stuff out into the world, this is yeah. going to people in different countries, different states, people you never met before, so yeah. just because your immediate group don't get it, don't mean that it's not, just as important as it is you know or
2: how you feel anyway is a better way of putting that yeah yeah Around. as an artist it's so important to like carve a space for yourself and a mm. part of that is like manifesting your own ideas in a way that feels like true to you and your vision and mm. not everybody gets the vision you know <laughs> like the vision. oh yeah, and, it's
1: yeah. A, and this is such a process it's such a you have to put and I remember I have a director friend, a close friend, boy Sashong, and he he's been doing it for so long. We're the same age. But he's been just doing it for years. You know, he would tell me, like, yo, when you finally start to put yourself into a project, the amount of you you got to put in, like when you really care, it's it's a whole different level. Like you have to dive and you can't half ass it. You can't play like and I and I heard that. And I was like, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been passionate. I'm a passionate person. But until I actually experienced it, especially with Black Astronaut, this was the first time I've ever felt that. And I and I got. It. I'm like, yo, you to really do it, you have to put 120,000 percent of yourself. You can't hold nothing back. It's like a full on thing, and it's it's beautiful, but it's very difficult. And I and I understand why art can be something that is very like it's not necessarily for everybody because it requires that of you because you have to give you. You know, like, it's it's you that people are really buying into or trying to understand. It's not about just what everyone else and what you saw. It's like, we want to know how you saw it. Like, show me your lens. Like, you know, so it's heavy, yeah. it's heavy for sure.
0: I think that's a, a relatable message really for anyone who is aspiring to do something that requires them to step out of their comfort zone. So I know mm-hmm. you as an artist, this is really reflective of what you're sharing, but I can relate to that too. I'm someone who's changing careers, you know, mm. almost, um, almost in my forties at this point. And um, it's really hard, you know, to step mm. out in away from your safety net and what you know, mm. you know, has sustained you up to this point and to push yourself to do something that, you like, this could go really well, or this could go really, you know, not well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's a really scary thing, but it's, I think that's part of the beauty and it's also part of the journey. Um, mm-hmm. And I have a really, um, a friend of mine who I, I respect so much for um, the way that he pushes himself, but he always says, if your vision or your dream isn't big enough to scare you, um, or if the people around you see it the way that you see it, you know, then you need to push harder and you need to, um, to look further, and I think that mm-hmm. um, that really resonates. It is not always the same for everyone, you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. we do start small, um, but big picture, um, I love what you shared about that because sometimes we can be discouraged um, because mm-hmm. other people around us don't see the vision that we mm-hmm. see the way that we see it. Um, but I think it's yeah. important to continue to push, um, as you mentioned about this uh, this idea of you know being responsible and
2: going out into
0: the world and doing something about it. Um, so if I am a non-black person, right, and I see your book and I read the title, um, what can I take this to mean for me? You know, what might I be able to take away from um, from your book?
1: Well, this is that's pretty interesting. That's an interesting question. So, one thing about art, you, you, once it's out there, it's out there. You don't know what people can take from things, but mm-hmm. I will say that it is really one of the things that I'm. It's really important to me is reflection. I'm I'm not a person that's trying to give you an answer. I don't want you to know. I don't want to just say this like this, think like that. I'm not like that. I was raised to to ask questions. My mom, growing up, would always be like, "Well, what do you think? What do you believe? How do you feel about this?" So I was always in a situation where I had to like come up with things for myself instead of someone just saying, "Do this, follow this rule, rule do that." So a lot of my art, although it was, I think is very potent in terms of you know, would I what I feel and what I'm saying at the same time I place it in a way where it forces well I'm hoping it makes you reflect on yourself where you are how do you feel about these things what 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 you know to put it in your face and give you an opportunity to just sit with it not necessarily feel judged or feel bad but just be able to sit with the honesty of the moment you know and that opportunity I think in itself because I I can't I would hope people would get a better understanding of themselves and move forward, like I said, with the astronaut concept. But I think ultimately just to create the space in itself to just sit down and quiet the noise, you know. I think no matter where what walk of life you're walking into, you we we all need that. And I think doing that create makes us into a better person. So I think there is a part of the book that is very honest about our struggles, about what we have been through and what we've seen. It's not the sensational rage. I'm angry, 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 but it's showing some comfort, some love, some compassion, some empathy of of who we are, which I think also may give a different view of what we feel and how just diverse we are emotionally, um, Mm. which I think would be something that can also be inspirational. But I do also know. This is a part of another conversation Um, with black art. There's this thing when it comes to maybe sharing it with other walks of black, you know, uh, white people basically, uh, where they see us a certain way and they want to see it a certain way. So if I give you gangster black dude, whatever that is, or if I give you angry outside with a with a, I'm angry at America. They can go, oh, I know what that is. Cool. But if you go outside of that and like, oh, I don't know what this means, it tends to make them very uncomfortable because they don't know how to place you. Just like a lot of us individuals, when we show our individuality and we don't fit a stereotype, they often don't know how to place us and it makes them uncomfortable. So I think a big part of what I'm trying to do with this book is expand our vision for all of us and have a comfortable, I don't know. I don't want to say comfortable, uncomfort, but like, I want you to be uncomfortable because it takes you places you never saw before. Like you're looking at this like black astronaut, what, the, the sun and the moon and the stars. Well, how? Like, I, I don't know, what does that have to do? Like, and I want that. I want you to have to think differently and expand your mind when you think of our culture, when you think of our struggle, when you think about where we're going and what we're capable of. We're not just on the backseat, not the backseat, but we're not just fighting from the ground up we need this, we need this. No, we're triumphant. We're strong. Yes. We're powerful. You yes. know, we are astronauts. We are beautiful. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, there's beautiful imagery in there too. So it, you know, I, I think it's a it's a it's a great, well-rounded way of waking people up. I would say that. Waking up that. in a beautiful way. I, I I think that's where it gives people an opportunity. But I do know. From some of the experiences I've had with sharing some of these photos, I've seen people not know how to take it. Yeah. when they're not when they're outside of our culture. And I'm like, again, similar to what I said earlier about, you know, sometimes when people don't get your idea, that's a good thing. You know, Absolutely. like, you know, and it's okay to push boundaries. Like it's okay because you'll find I think you get further along when you're doing that, because you're being honest. You're not taking the easy route. You're not being lazy. You're you're choosing to like. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to hit you with something you ain't seen before, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's how I feel about that.
0: I think it's really key. And I I have to say, I I am not someone who's had a lot of experience engaging with photography books in the past. So this in and of itself for me, um, is something new and I'm really excited about the opportunity to like really sit with this as a Mm -hmm. work of art and like see what it does for me or how I respond to it. Um, But I do think it's key to, and you're the second guest that we've had on that has encouraged us to really sit and reflect, um, Mm. to really pause and be still and allow us to think about like, you know, what is coming up for us. And intention makes a big deal. So I think no matter what your race or, you know, Mm. uh, your your background, uh, going into this with an open mind and sitting with intention and allowing ourselves to experience the, um, what comes up for us as we look at these photos. I can imagine that for me, it could be a really emotional experience, because I have had a chance to look at, you know, many of your photos and knowing that it captured, like the rawness of that period of time. um, mm. You know, I, I I would imagine that, you know, taking a moment to think about where it might take you back to, because that was a hard time for, for most yeah. of
1: us. Yeah, and most you know? of us haven't took, taken time haven't to t- think about that, what that, what we've been through yeah. and what that means to w- who we are today. and Yeah. Dealing with all that energy.
0: as usual, get back to yeah. work, pick back up life, and you know what I mean. So, i like the again here to sit right. there and you think about like, what does this mean for mm-hmm. um, how, what what kind of emotion does this evoke in you, and then what do you want to take away from it? What are your action steps, if any?
1: Which is yeah. why I'm, you know, this actually this is new. I'm only realizing this right now. What in because there's six sections in the book. And I've had the question a couple of times of like, why did you choose six? And a lot of it is because it's just, it was so much going on and I didn't want to lie and hold things back. I feel like each part had a purpose and I needed to show it. Like I, I didn't want to take anything out and it's about what I saw, you know, and now based on our conversation right now, I'm realizing we're such multifaceted people that I feel like each chapter taps into a certain element of what we all dealt with. You know there is the rage part of yeah. which is the big bang that that chapter is the big bang right and that's when george floyd and everything popped off then there's a chapter called gravity which comes right after it which is personally my favorite chapter and mm-hmm. it goes into the feelings after the rage dies down the feelings that come the true the pain and the silence and the just the hurt that comes with what we really saw on that video with George Floyd, so it, it it gets into different elements that I think will give people an opportunity to dive into different parts of that reflection. You know,
2: wow. I um. So I think a lot of what you just said, I think, is really important. Especially, I think there's something about good art that should make you crack yourself open, right? Like mm. it 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 cracks you open. It 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 allows like a hole in which to like really think about yourself differently or or encounter different ideas um and i think like this is a side note but i think this is one of the reasons why books get banned and burned right is that nothing like art can make you understand something differently and i think something i remember really viscerally from that period is you know people of other like white people especially kind of looking at black people being like how do you feel and like not even being able to to say it because there are mm. so many levels to it, mm-hmm. right? And also being, and also this whole idea that you already touched on about people expect us to be one way, but we're not a monolith. We are, right. We, right? Exactly. We're, we're more than everything. Um, right. And I think there's something about like, uh, so I'm a teacher and I mean, I've taught black lit before and there's something really insane that happens where you teach something, like I taught something of Toni Morrison's and I had a student say that, you know, what she was trying to say was that people should read more black lit and that Mm. was not what she was saying at all. (laughs) Like she had had nothing to say about that at all. Mm. But what I thought was interesting about that was that a lot of students will say that like, well, black author means that they want more people to read black lit. So like, that's what, that's Mm. what they must be saying. Right. So like Mm. the kind of like not being able to critically engage with it at all. And I think there's something about what you said about if people see this image of like an angry black man, that they see it, they register it as one thing and then they keep it moving. Right. Mm. But, but having something that disrupts some of these images that they're so used to seeing. Mm-hmm. creates like some sort of fissure that they have to like deal with and yeah. sometimes yeah. like grappling with that makes them angry which like mm-hmm. isn't our fault that's just like what it is but it gives them something to grapple with in a way that they can't if they're trying to interact with us as people
1: mhm exactly
2: 100% 100% Yeah, yes. i think the purpose of of black art i think speaks for us in ways that people won't hear us when we say it out of our mouths right or with our bodies
0: and to leave record of like what we are current what we're experiencing in that period of time like one of the things i loved about when i was teaching um was i used art a lot in, in yeah music or whether it was photos or videos and that in and of itself was enough to help my students understand like what black people were experiencing during that particular period of time. And so Mm. uh, I think that is one of the most art is able to transcend so many barriers. Yeah. Yeah. um, Including time and space.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I love that aspect of art and I love that your contribution um, to black art.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And, and to be honest with you guys, one of my, um, You know, one of my uh, hopes with everything that I'm trying to do is to get more people like us to just continue to use their voice in ways that are authentic to who you truly are. Like, again, like the, the point about the diversity that we have within ourselves emotionally and our experiences, like, I just would love to see more and more of that. Like, I really do. And I think a lot of times, especially up and coming artists or people that are maybe not, you know, it's a process, but I feel like sometimes you can get sucked into doing, especially with Instagram and like the pressure to fit into algorithms and things of that nature. Yes. Like yeah. it, it, it Definitely. makes people feel like, Oh, there's only, but so many lanes I can go. And it's like, no, like color outside the lines, please. Like please. we're dying for new vibes. Like we yeah. want it,
2: you know, like, <laughs> please. Like, you know, I would, so. like that. I would like that on a t-shirt we're dying for new
0: vibes. <laughs> that would be a good one. That's a really- <laughs>
2: for the, for the podcast come all good thank you for I it. like that you're <laughs> <first>. <laughs> but you're, I think you're so right like we are dying for new lives <sighs> we need something different we need something and I think also like we're under so much pressure right mm. like um so podcast community if you didn't hear about it before now you know I've I've just finished my final Beyonce concert and of course I'm thinking about like art and black myth and beauty <laughs> because I just Fabia, Baby Beyonce things, and I and I think <laughs> <laughs> and I think there is something about it that like right, it makes you want to it makes you want to rise up, it makes you want to see mm. everything else that exists, and then maybe yeah. go a different way than you would have gone otherwise, right? I think there's so many paths that we unconsciously block ourselves off from because mm. we don't see people. Doing it, or we don't Mm -hmm. see it being thought of, or doing it, doing any of those when I was growing up. Um, I was like the only black kid in a very white area. And I was also like alternative. So I was wearing a lot of black and studs and chains and doing all these things. And I could have sworn that I was the only one doing it because I was the only one that I could see doing it. But Mm. then as I got older, I realized there were all of these other people who were doing something different or who Mm. were doing a similar thing that I do, but then were reaching for different things and like bringing them into like conversations in different ways. and yeah. I think it's like, it's, and I think there's something important about being able to, to see that and understand it. Yeah, mm, definitely.
0: Some recurrent themes here,
2: because <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking
0: about the episode we had with, uh, we had an episode with Chrisana where we talked a little bit about how we all have our own unique light, and it's our responsibility to, um, to allow that to be exposed to the world. And so I f- we lose when each of one each of us feels that we have to fit into this algorithm and we have yeah. to, yeah. you know what i mean be be doing what the person next to us is doing is we lose that which is really costly because that is ultimately the beauty of what you know creates the world that we want to all inhabit. and the
1: thing is, and the thing is too is like are you having fun with what you're doing Ooh. like if you're doing something that and you know you're copying and pasting and hoping for and you know like and sometimes you gotta start that way. Sometimes you gotta like build your right. momentum. You gotta start out from somewhere, which is all, it's all good. We all got it. Yeah. But it's like, there comes a point where you're like, okay, I gotta break, I gotta like find my own voice. I gotta, I gotta switch yeah. it up. And it's like, I wanna see and feel. Cause when you see and feel it, it's, that in itself is contagious. It's like, wait, what's going on over there? Like, what's, what's the vibe? There, there's a quote that, um, man, that changed my, my my artistic life. Um, and I got it during the pandemic. For Pharrell. Pharrell, was asked, Pharrell, Pharrell <laughs> was asked the question, Pharrell was asked the question, he was said, so do you think it's easier to make it now as an artist with all the technology, you know, you have Instagram, you don't have to go through the, the labels and all this, versus before when it was like, you, it was so hard to get a meeting, you know, like which has these, which generation? And he said, he, he was like, I don't want to say which one has it easier, but what I do know for the new generation that feels like there's so much noise, everyone's doing everything is like, if you make something good, though, the people will find it. So, make yeah, something good. Make so, something good. And I'd say that, that was the thing. Cause that's when I stopped trying to like, okay, beat that algorithm. What you got to do? Today? I just realized oh, I'm going to switch gears and work on my craft, work on what I do, work on what I like and make this the best it can be. Because Rail said, if I do that, <laughs> <you know>, it'll
0: be <fine." laughs> And like,
1: and, but to be honest, that is it's literally what started happening. The, the better I got at what I did, in fact, developing my own voice, what I actually like to do. And it just, and it also opened doors because now I'm not afraid to go anywhere with what I'm doing because I know this is me. You can't take this from me. It, it ain't <laughs> nothing you can say, like, this is me. Like, it's, it's yeah. me. I can go anywhere with this and and stand tall no matter where I'm at, because
2: I know this is who I am. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, Uh, it's... yeah. Jeff Gambino has a quote that I love for these moments and it's mm-hmm. do you like you're jerking in a mirror and I really like it because it's like like you really have you have to go all the way and Kamal and you had <laughs> already said it earlier about how in in this game people buy you right they, they don't mm. they're, they're they're here for you they're not here for necessarily the thing right and i think that that this message that you have is really about that if you are creating authentically like from your core it is good and people will find what is good we see it all the the time with shit that goes viral right like Mm -hmm. if it is good the people will find it facts
1: facts well i I love that quote by the way i am going to look that up (laughs) i want to hear him say it like that's a (laughs)
2: hilarious and
1: I like him a lot I really love his his creativity is another level so yeah 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 yeah
2: Yeah, absolutely this is I was a big Childish Gambino fan back in the day and Mm -hmm. it was a line from one of his raps and I heard that and I feel I feel like it changed the way like you know it changed the way I was like no do you like you're jerking in a mirror and sometimes I say that and people are like what and I'm like no just you gotta really you know you, are, you gotta go you gotta go there i'm never it. gonna forget
1: that quote i gotta find that song oh man i hear he's an amazing performer by the way everyone that's seen him perform said it's like one of the best concerts you'll ever see i never I got some to
2: see perform him. at the united center um on his last tour and, and i yeah and it was like perform barefoot the dude was a weirdo but i was in <laughs> for sure
0: uh
2: but listen i like it when performers especially black artists and black performers perform barefoot there's something really powerful about it uh you can catch me on my ted talk about that
0: later but okay (laughs) so come on you mentioned this is something that i remember seeing in um the description of your book um Mm -hmm. you mentioned that this book would encourage readers to reflect on the importance of overcoming uncertainty and hostile situations to reach our goals so Mm -hmm we want to get a little bit more personal um, and know you know, a little bit about your own journey and how it has played out for you. So have mm. you recently encountered uncertainty or have you experienced hostility? Um, share a little bit about that if so and then how are you handling it?
1: Oh, great question. Um, so in the beginning of this, this, this um, episode, I, I said um, how like the black astronaut, I viewed it as a little kid in the room Like, I viewed it as myself, but also opened it up to, like, a little kid, like, kind of stuck in his room, can't travel, can't do what he wants to do yet, but he's thinking in his imagination what's possible and imagining a new world or whatever. Um, So, for me, I don't know if you saw it, it says it in my my bio, it says, um, I lost my best friend to colon cancer. So, my whole career is rooted in that relationship. Everything I do is like an ode to, to our friendship. And I'm I'm trying to, in my own way, keep his light alive through my work at all times. Like it's literally like, when when it says I dropped everything and traveled the world, like it was me and him, Um, in my mind, me and him traveling the world. That was between me and my brother. And that was my way of dealing with the grief. That was my way of dealing mm. with the anger. Fear all of the things that come with losing a best friend in that way I was dealing with. And so today in terms of dealing with obstacles, I would yeah. say it's a beautiful thing though, but it is an obstacle is the fact that, you know, in as for the promotion for this project, I have to talk about that openly with strangers for the yeah. first time. Yeah. Um, so, that's oh, been and i had therapy today actually i had one of the best therapy sessions ever today and um i talked about how it's been very healing for me to talk about it because it show it make it it helps me just realize how far i've come with my grieving process and how i'm i'm just being to be able to be honest about that experience in a way that's reaching more people that i know can relate to what i'm what i've dealt with in different ways so I think in a lot of ways, that's been the obstacle that I've been facing, but it's been a beautiful journey as I go through it. And we're actually even doing an event, um, November 11th, me and Tiffany B. She's, she has a, um, organization called living intentional. And, um, we're doing a, uh, an event called the black astronaut experience where we're actually memorializing my best friend. Cause it's been 10 years since he transitioned. So, we're going to do this whole thing with photography it's going to be pictures of him up it's going to be he was like a real dreamer like all we're the same person um so you know all those things but it's hard to do that you know putting on that event it's beautiful and i'm here for it that's my brother i'm gonna do whatever is in my power but the emotional part of being you know every day coming up with a plan dealing with this issue coming up with this thing working on this it just can be it's easier when grief comes when you're by yourself the alone it's another level when you're doing an event you're doing a book and this is like coming up like you know so if i'm being honest that that's been um the obstacle Uh, as it relates to what I'm dealing with and again like I said dealing with these things pushing through like just not giving up and then also doing something that you believe in it's not like I'm being pushed to do something I don't want to do this is where I want to be this is where my heart is at and I truly believe in like you know I've learned to have a better relationship with hard times I've learned to have a better relationship when things are uncomfortable like it's okay like and it'll be a better day and most times things come from these experiences that make you stronger and give you something that is a real gift because like if I didn't have most of the hardships that I've been through and I've been through a lot of stuff um I if I didn't go through those things I don't think my photography will be what it was I did a, a interview recently actually and someone said to me man it just seems like you got the life man you got this you done travel the world And I was like, honestly, if you knew what I paid to have the things that are you're seeing, like you're only seeing the last the the tip of the iceberg, you don't see everything that goes into this, like when you see those photos, you see that emotionality, don't think that's just not who I am like that's, I've been there, I've experienced these things. That's why I think I believe I'm able to capture it, because I know what this feels like I recognize it when I see it in real life. I've been there. So, you know our struggles, our challenges are also can be our biggest, like gifts, you know, when we get to a point of being able to be okay with them. And that's why the reflection stuff is so important to me because yeah. I don't know where I would be if if I didn't learn to do that, I would have been still out here angry. I was a different kind of person a long time ago. So I know the power of just sitting down and being in silence and being still. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um. It's so important because we often don't look like what we've gone through,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. and it's like a lot of times also when you have benefits that have been reaped, it's because you've put blood, sweat, and tears into it, Mm -hmm. Uh, and Mm -hmm. that's like what, what created this like big and beautiful thing um Mm -hmm. I think you also just said a lot of really important things about grief and I think to kind of go back to what we talked about about like 2020 and how there was a lot of shit going on during that time that a lot Mm -hmm. of us have not gone back to deal with to think about to sit with Mm -hmm. um what do you think this project kind of taught you about grief or what is like what do you think can you say something about like like grief your relationship to photography um the subject matter. I think, uh, I'll
1: say this, I I think that understand that everything worth anything is a process. Understand, like, and you can't cheat it, you know, as hard as it can be, whatever it is, if it's grief, if it's your, your job, if it's your relationship, if it's your health, if it's your creativity, your art, you can't cheat it, you know, and learning to be okay with the things that come that are very uncomfortable and no similar like what you said about when you were in high school like a lot of times we think we're the only ones dealing with these things like it's okay to like you need to realize like yo there's other people dealing with this stuff there's groups you might it might not be in your surrounding though that's the thing it's like sometimes we we think we look but so far and we don't see nothing and we think oh that's it sometimes you got you got to search use the internet use the web use word of mouth, like Reddit, whatever, like, whatever you got to do to figure yeah. out, like, where can I go to connect with people? Like, cause yeah. there's a, there is a group for you that will help you understand these things because whether it's, again, these process, it's all a process. Like, and I think when I was younger, I think I had a lot of, I think I had like a lot, I would say I don't want to say talent but like something like talent like I think I was like okay like I I I was good at certain things I had a visionary ability but I didn't understand the importance of the hard work part like I wanted it to be easy like I just wanted to do a a little bit and this should work why it ain't working and it kept hitting the wall hitting the wall hitting the wall and I'm like oh man then I would quit and do something else quit and do something else and so I realized yo, you keep changing the the script, but bro, it's you, you, it's you the (laughs) only, you are the main figure in all these experiences. Like when are you going to sit down? And that's what actually 2020 was for me when that lockdown hit, like before that I was kind of in that space, but like that was when it went to a whole different level. Cause I thought my life was, I thought that was going to be it. I didn't know if I was going to survive, let alone when I went outside and took those pictures. I'm assuming that I'm going to be sick in the hospital. I'm just assuming that's what's going to happen. So don't be surprised, Kamal, because you know what you're doing. You know, and again, like, man, like, just if you don't put that blood, sweat, and tears, you just there's so much you're never going to understand about yourself. Even with grief, you know, like, if if I would have, and there's no judgment on anyone's process in this, but for me personally, if I would have not shared my story about my brother in this way, like say on my uh, bio or dedicating books to him. And this wasn't a conversation. Look how much I'm missing out on in terms of the experiences I'm creating through my art. Now that he's a part of it, like, as we talk about this, even doing the black astronaut experience in November, that wouldn't happen if I kept it to myself. So I'm not telling people to go and tell everybody what you're going through. But it just shows there's and within the process, you never know what can come come about. You just don't know. But the unknown is a beautiful thing if you continue to push through it and trust the process. Trust yeah. the process, yo. Know, like, because I think so many people give up so early. Like, just a little, like what I was saying earlier, like, you do enough and it's like, okay, I'm doing this. Now I'm doing this, now I'm doing this, now I'm doing this. And it's like, sometimes you do need to get up and go. But sometimes, especially in the beginning process of something, It's like, yo, it's going to take hard work. Don't think you're going to get to where you, the people you looking up to don't think it comes easy or is this like, like beautiful journey with no hardships and blood, sweat and tears. Like you said, like, that's what I would say, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think everything you say is really important. Like, I think this message is important and inspirational for all of us, no matter what our age or our background. Um, But I think it's particularly important now because we are in this, I think, time where we are, you know, encouraged to manifest our dreams Mm -hmm. into reality, Mm -hmm. right? And what does it mean to manifest? I see so many things um, just on social media about like, you know, put this next to your bed every day and look at it, you know, five times or, you know, just all you got to do is write it down and, you know, continue Mm -hmm. to focus and meditate. But I think sometimes we... We forget that, you know, anything that is worth having and that is so important in us standing in our purpose and, you know, living through um, our authenticity uh, will be challenging. It's going to have its fair share of moments where you feel like I'm in over my head or what am I Mm -hmm. doing? Is this what I really want? But I think it's in those moments that you need to push the hardest or it's in those moments where you need to remember your why. Um, So I really love that message and I'm wondering if there's anything else you can share with us about like what it has taken to manifest your dreams into reality or what other people can learn from your journey because you have had your fair share of challenges mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. setbacks I'm sure in just making this come to life you know just even in publishing you know a right. book I'm um, someone who's been trying to write a book forever and it just mm-hmm. it, it just hasn't happened y'all so <laughs> what can you tell us about I mean it, how we can attain- push and-
1: um, I, if I lose my place please let me know because it's like another thought and then there's another thought so uh-huh. I just want so the first thing I want to say and it might just go with one big thought but one thing I would say that goes along because I agree like there's everything's about like make it happen dreams that's a big part of the world today especially as you see on Instagram and like manifesting and all that good stuff but here's the other part of that that I've been paying attention to is like, and this is what changed my career. You have to understand also that you have to expand yourself to a point where you're able to work with others too with your dream. Like it's not, it can't just be all you, it can't. And even if that means learning, taking a back seat, sitting in a situation and not having your ego and trying to compete with everyone in the room, but being like, yo, let me sit back and actually learn. Like I've seen so many people come in a room and just got all these ideas. I'm like, you don't even know what you're doing, but that's <laughs> a part of that. Oh, we manifest, we all that stuff. And it's like, no, it's okay to sit down. It's okay to learn. It's okay to listen. let other people have the floor, listen. And the best stuff I've learned was when I sat back and I just paid attention to the OGs or asked people, even people that I felt like I was a better photographer to, then I would ask them a million questions. How do yes. I do this? How do I do that? How do I, like no pride Super. and ego in it because I'm like, I need the information. I'm not competing yeah. with you. Yes. I'm trying to get my stuff out there. What does it matter if we do this thing that's going to stop me from the The mountains or the visions that I'm trying to go to. And I think cool. it's too much of this competing with each other yes. and, this, and who got the dream and I got the dream and I got the dream. I got the dream. And it's like, yeah. we all have dreams. Right. Like, but like, <laughs> how are we working together in those trips? Yeah. Who are you working with? with. Who are yes. your OGs? Like, and you don't need to know them. It can just be people that you look up to, that you read and learn about. You look at their interviews. Like Prince is one of my OGs. That's my guy. I talk about 100%. him all the time. That's my guy. Like, you know, <laughs> so like, <laughs> but I have certain and and photographers too, that I've reached out to and like emailed and just, I, I think that's a part of what we're that's missing
0: because
1: I've been I in so, so many situations when i know I know what I'm talking about and I'm sitting here like oh you got it my bad <laughs> you know like, <laughs> right okay. right all right and then we're gonna <laughs> let this ride out and then i gotta come and fix it after you done did whatever you did okay. and, you know and i'm just so that's bad. one part that's the first part <laughs> uh the other part um it goes into manifesting what you want for me how i did it Again, I think it's the hard work, but I, I think it goes into being sitting down and being a student. I, I really think that's what it did, man. Like, because I always yeah. had the the dream and wanting to be these things, mm-hmm. but I was always trying to just strong arm it myself and not let myself be vulnerable. I let myself seem like I didn't know what I was talking about or, mm-hmm. or look a certain way to other people. I just wanted to seem a certain mm-hmm. way. I was so caught up in my image that it was mm-hmm. short changing my opportunities to connect and build relationships with people. You know, um, and I think that was one of the biggest things. And when you sit back and you let people talk, you learn how they did it. You learn Mm -hmm. how people that are doing it. Everything I'm doing is most of the stuff I heard people say, especially when the pandemic hit. You know, that was a beautiful moment in terms of all those people we looked up to. Maybe they might be like masters. For for me, like photographers, directors. They were on live just sitting here giving information because everyone was stuck in the house. So I would be all day trying to find out who's on live that I would never get this one-on-one moment with. I'm sending messages to some of the best photographers that ever that are still alive today. Like, how did you do this? How did you do that? And they're really responding to me. So every day I was just trying to get as much information as possible. And once I got that information, I'm like, oh, okay, so this how you do it, it's you nice know? That. And it opened up a lot of opportunity because I was willing to do the work too. So. I think becoming a student is one of the things that we need to really be okay with. And then there's the part of like really diving into who you truly are, like and being real about what that looks like and what that is. And because the thing that I find oftentimes when you're running or you're trying to do this, this, that, there's certain things that run with you. They follow you. Like it's like you yeah. you can't run from who you are, basically. And sometimes we're not ready to answer the call and we want to do it our way. But most times, you know, once you kind of like accept that call and just stop the running and again, sit and reflect, you'll know what you're supposed to do. You'll know what your gifts, what your skill set is. Most of the things that people are really gifted in is comes natural. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just sometimes we might not understand how impactful that natural gift can be. Like we think, oh, it needs to be this big, complex thing and it can be the most simplest thing that you do every day that you're just so good at and it just comes natural and you think it's not a gift and it's like no that's that's a gift that's a no, blessing that you bad. got that that yeah you don't know how far that can take you if you just learn how to take that talent and make it a skill and then figure out some infrastructure of what you can use or how you like I always use an example like there's some people that can cook their ass off And there's people that like make cupcakes that have million dollar businesses off cupcakes. I'm like, yo, if you can cook and you figure out a way to play that game a certain way, you don't know what, like, it's like, you take that for granted that you love being in the kitchen, doing these things. You take it for granted that you love having conversations and meeting new people. That's a skill in itself, like. It is. It's so, yeah, I hope that made sense. I told you I had two parts,
2: so like. It made so much
0: sense, so much sense, okay.
2: (laughs) So um, I have, like, two things I want to say, one of which is, like, uh, I grew up with my dad talking about this, like, crabs in a bucket mentality, Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that you just touched on, is that, like, what would it look like if we weren't competing with each other, and we were, if we had to compete with anybody, it was with ourselves, right, and we Mm -hmm. were using each other to help, like, best our our past versions, right, Mm -hmm. and I think that has something very much to do with what this podcast is here to do, right, which is, like, Decolonize to thrive and and I think decolonizing in this case could look like cooperating learning from Mm. other people listening not letting your ego get in the way with these things right like just just like like letting you know you doing you and like um engaging in your community in order to help everyone kind of be the best versions of themselves and i think that's really beautiful the second thing that i kind of want to know is you, you mentioned that prince is a big inspiration for oh, you oh prince like, okay go ahead jeez you know, yeah, yeah. and so what did you learn from prince like what do you take from prince that oh, you feel like man. you work that like you actively fold <laughs> in you know, yeah, to your, know
1: this you is wait. my fit you guys have made it so Oh i know top. i know y'all y'all you my y'all <laughs> <laughs> It asked me a Prince question. Oh yes. no, anyway. So right, right. <laughs> no, but if you if you learn about well, first the artistry, the music in itself. And it took me a minute at first because at first he has a different sound. So I remember in the beginning, I was like, "It's a little different. I don't know. But like Agreed. I really forced myself to really <laughs> listen. Cause I'm like, everybody loves this man. They say he out there with Mike. I don't hear it. And I'm like, let me just really force myself to hear it, like listen. And once I got over the different frequency. And I was able to hear him. I was like, oh, wait a oh. minute. is something else going on. <laughs> like once you get over that hump, and you realize, oh, this is a different type of genius this man is doing. So yeah. the music got me. And then when I started looking at interviews, because I was like, after I got past that, and I started seeing he was a rebel, like for real. Like he was on some like, he wouldn't work with an artist if he didn't own his, they didn't own their masters. Like he would say, do you own your do you own it? And they were like, nah, I can't work with you. Like I'm he was so cold about owning what your work is, being honest with who you are, and not letting people use you and make you into anything that doesn't fit right for you. And he was just such an advocate for independence. Like if you really do the interviews on Prince, like he he used to wear, there's one point we had this um uh his beard said slave. Because he had a deal with, I think, Warner Brothers. And at this point, like, he was putting all his money into the studio. So in his mind, like, I'm putting up my own money. I should get all the rewards. Y'all not giving me no advance. I don't need your advance no more. And they were like, nah, we taking this money anyway. So it was this big beef that he had with his label. And it was his wake-up call to realize the importance of ownership. So things like that. And him being a rebel in his own right and standing up for artistry and the voice is like, yo, it just gives me a sense of like I'm not gonna settle. I'm gonna push and I always say this to everybody like understand the game like you're gonna get used. you can't you have to figure out a way to get in get your get your foot in, but don't let them use you. like I'll always have another plan in play like I'll do it if I have to do something like this or like it's a joint venture and I don't have complete. My mindset is, I'm going to do this, but then I'm going to do that. Like, when mm-hmm. I got this Black uh, astronaut deal, like, I made sure I had all the ownership of the name, what I want to do what after this. Like, I'm like, no, I need this in writing, yes. because I don't know where this is going to go. And I think that's sometimes what we do as artists or creators, we're so happy to get the deal. We're so happy to You'll get take the... Anything. We just take whatever it is. Like, I had to read, like, he gave me, I remember he sent me the percentages. I was like, nah, I can't do that. And he was like, literally, he was like, no one's ever done that before. I'm like, well, <laughs> Prince is my OG. <laughs> so, so, oh,
2: so. I love this. Okay, I love this. This is what I love. Okay, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Because this is because you're basically like, no, Prince taught me to own my shit because <laughs> right. then I can do whatever the fuck I want to with it. And right. You won't be like, you know, holding to somebody else who right. like has the things in order to do what you want right. to do with your art. Right. It's, it's and and again and my
1: mom and giving love to my mom i've seen her she i saw her start a daycare center from scratch like from scratch back in i don't know when i was young and so i've seen her be a, her own entrepreneur and like do it in a way i saw from the beginning when we had kids in the house when i was like who are these kids in here <laughs> and i'm like my age playing around to like oh we got a, a first daycare center and seeing her business grow so like I've just seen a lot of ownership and like what it takes to do that. And the last thing I'm going to do is let anybody take that. I understand the game and I understand partnerships, but again, like understand your worth, understand where you're trying to go and just use them just the way they use you, but always know where you're trying to go. So that's that's a lot of the Prince vibe beyond the music because the music is just, that's another level, but his mindset was a big inspiration. So everybody out there listening, listen to Prince, review (laughs) like
2: see the interviews man it's it's another level it's another level i mean this is slightly off topic but prince was working with beyonce at some point and said like yeah hey you're a really good artist but you should really learn your skills and once you learn your skills you'll have mastery over the music and then she took his advice and then Mm. she's doing the piano. yeah she credits like a part of her rise to taking that advice yeah, from taking that advice to Prince about learning her skills. And you can see it now when you see her in concert, she knows her skills and that's why mm. her runs are so successful mm-hmm. and that and that came from Prince. Um, and I think it's also like extra important, especially being black artists that we own our shit because everybody else wants to take credit for like our hard work and our mm-hmm. labor and our backs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like the more that we can take ownership of that, the better. Absolutely. Exactly, 100%. Hell yeah. I know, great yeah. question i love that i mean i
1: love all y'all questions but that was my first Agreed. ever prince question so i'm really happy
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was just getting ready to say that that was a good one t i'm so glad you asked the question i have a newfound respect for prince i like him i've always yeah, liked man. him but you know what you what you just shared about him i'm like you know what and he exudes that he exudes yeah. mm-hmm. of like don't let anybody try to make you conform and fit into something that you are. and if nothing else that's definitely something i think one of my favorite
2: ever. One of my favorite thing about Prince is that he was like always Prince. Like the outfits Mm. that he wore, he always, Mm. like that was all of his closet. That's just what he wore. And like as someone who dresses like all you called yourself a little bit of like a space cadet at some point, uh, right? Like uh, I consider my like people look at me and you're like, oh, you're the arty one, <laughs> aren't you? <Like>, and <laughs> oh I'm like, yeah, okay. But I but there's something about that I respect. Like like again, do you like you're jerking in a mirror? Do you 100 of the
1: time? 100%. He went all the way. He my man. And I That's remember funny. like growing up, I'm seeing Prince hanging out with the realest cats ever, like. Menly dudes yeah. and this dude is getting with a blouse on with heels and no one I'm like who is I no one's gonna fuck going with Prince.
0: <laughs> you fucking with... under respect it. That's all you <laughs> can do. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, i was <laughs> doubt like more about I was just so curious and I'm happy I did because honestly, he's yeah, he's that dude, seriously. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Come on, we we want to explore a little bit of um of your book. So we wanna encourage mm. people to go out and uh, definitely support and buy black astronaut when it um is published or it's already published right but when mm-hmm. it's available for sale which is the mm-hmm. 24th of October uh, but can you give us a, a little snapshot so you shared some of your photos with us um so we'll open it up to you well, we would love to hear just kind of like a the meaning
1: about the photos that
0: you um that you have about maybe a few of your photos
1: yeah that's a great question um there's well the book is also available for pre-order. I'm not sure when this will be aired, but it's available for pre-order, so you don't have to wait to long for it. If you go on Amazon, you look up Black Astronaut, it comes up. You'll see me with astronaut suit with a big yellow X on the front cover. Um, that's me or Kamal X. It pops up. Um, but there's a couple photos that mean it. The whole thing is is my heart, but there's one photo that I've been talking about a lot, and it has to do it. It says the it's a one of my friends, she's in a astronaut suit. She's laid back with her hair going down. And there's a big um, banner. And it says, don't be a slave to the algorithm. Mm-hmm. And and in the picture, if you look, I have all these, like, iPhones on the floor with X's on them. Um, and the whole concept of it, we've been talking about it in this conversation, though. But, like, just the, the idea of, like, realizing, like, finding your own voice, like, not letting the algorithm tell you who you are, not choosing, knowing that it's okay to think differently. It's okay to be different. It's okay to find your tribe. It's okay to look outside of your friend group and figure out where it makes more sense for you. Because I think freedom is my whole, that's who I am. The core of who I am is freedom. So that photo to me evokes the core of who I am. Because at that point, that was one of the the last photos I took. And I was just thinking about the whole project as a whole. And I was like, well, I want to say something like I want to do like I love the street photography documentary style but I also want to take a more hands-on approach to what I'm saying is iPhones on the floor with X's across the screens of them and the whole point of it was just to give people a reminder like yo be be freedom be who you are yes,
0: yes.
1: think di- choose- if you think differently that's fine like if you want to if you're if your reality doesn't around you doesn't necessarily make you feel comfortable like it's okay to search and find a group find right. friends find a different like um outlet another career mm-hmm. whatever it is like you don't have to be a slave to it like you don't have to roll with what they tell you you need to be you be the individual that you are and that's something that's always been a big part of my career who i am as a person and freedom mm-hmm. is just who i am so that's one of the uh the photos that really I think sums up a lot about what the book is
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: there's another one in DC there's a girl there's a it's probably the most most complex photo I've ever taken
0: mm-hmm. and
1: there's a a girl there's a bus and it has the names it's like the hoot bus it has like Ahmaud Arbery it has George Floyd's name a bunch mm-hmm. of other people that are getting killed by police and then there's people on the bus this girl is like they're doing the electric slide at this point and she does this like dance move with her shoulders that's kind of crazy and then in the far on the roof there's a man painted on the roof playing a a saxophone Mm -hmm. and somehow I was able to get all three of these things to like be in cohesion with each other and to me it to me that I don't like to name my photos, but that photo reminds me of the song um, by uh, Marvin Gaye, Inner City Blues, What's Going On? Right, is that the same song? What's going on? Yeah, Yeah, like it just gives me that vibe because it just, to me that says, in terms of everything that was going on outside, like that is the one that puts it all, has the names, Mm -hmm. it has us, the struggle, but also the beauty in our struggle, and it also, the the fact that we continue to be triumphant and keep moving forward so those two photos and again there's a lot of photos in there that mean a lot so like it, but if i'm thinking on the top of my head that photo with the bus and the and the lady with the dancing with the man with the um saxophone and then the don't be a slave to an algorithm uh those two book those two uh photo- photos really mean a lot to me and they they that those are where my brain goes when i think about this book there's like three other ones but and maybe you guys yeah. can show those two I put them in the highlighted thing yeah. um and you can show those two, but again there's just so much again this is three years of shooting and it's yeah, yeah. I saw a lot you know I saw a lot
0: yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that and I have to say of all the photos they're all meaningful and um really beautiful uh but those two are also the two that really stood out to me the most, mm. especially the one about, don't be a slave to the algorithm. It was mm. like, wow, you know, just it, it just something about it that really, for me kind of like gave me um, chills almost because we oh, are- Oh, so, beautiful. It did. I feel like we're so like, we are, you know, oh, we are alive at this time um, where we have the ability to learn and to share in ways that no other generation really before us ever really has. But the biggest challenge I think we face right now is just simply that not being a slave to the algorithm. You know, Mm -hmm. we can gather and we can reach and we can learn so much if we can avoid being distracted Mm -hmm. by things that are are not serving us. And that is such a challenge for um, for our generation and, and for the young people coming up too. So I think it was really, it really resonated with me. Yeah.
2: Oh, I think I'm... that,
0: oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, go ahead. No, go, go Uh
0: The photo of
2: the don't be an algorithm. I think one of my favorite things about it is that instead of like her head being the thing that's closest to the ceiling, it's her heart that's closest to the mm. ceiling. Um, mm. You know, and how she's like, like reaching with her heart, like going mm. forward. Right. And I love that. the the astronaut helmet on the floor also seems like it's, mm. it's. You know, it's like, leave your head behind and and go with your Mm. Um, mind. And and like, I think that's like that, like her pose in that photo is one of my favorite things. It's like, I think like the real, the real linchpin of the whole thing, you know, it really gets me. Mm.
1: Thank you so Mm. much. I really received that. Thank you so much. Um, That again, as an art, like when when you're in it, the last thing I'm thinking about is the part about, you know, how people are gonna perceive these things. Right. so it's to get this feedback is like, honestly, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like stuck because it's like, it's so good to hear these things. I'm happy that, you know, you guys feel these ways about these, these images and that it's evoking like these type of emotions because that's honestly everything I put into it. And I'm, I'm just really thankful, honestly, for, for your honesty and just sharing this moment in space. Like that's, that's the dream. Like to me, this is the dream right now. That's it. Yeah. Like, sharing these moments and actually making like doing something that matters you know
2: yeah absolutely and i think um one of the things that i took away from the pandemic is that even though it feels like art doesn't matter art is the only thing that matters Mm. Mm -hmm. and i i really believe that and i think especially in these times where we're, we're being ever crushed by like fascism and capitalism and racism and homophobia and like all of this other shit art is the thing that will help us see through right and help us get around it
1: i believe that a hundred percent i'm with you a hundred percent on that it's it's the it's the force that because it's coming from it's it's bigger than us you know it's a way it's bigger than, bigger than us. us and it it gives a it's it can use be used in so many powerful ways
0: and again mm-hmm. that's
1: why back to that whole being honest because your honesty can Literally save a life, you know, like be honest. Like tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell
2: your truth. Yeah. And I and this speaks to what you said about just like talking about the grief, right? Mm -hmm. We had a couple other people on our podcast say, like, you know, like the thing that and they were therapists and like the thing that they wanted to people to take away was like, talk about it. Just talk about it. You know, Mm -hmm. get it all out. And I think your story is such a good example of what happens if you can talk about it. Mm You know, really like platform. you got to, you got to speak truth to power. You got to talk about it. You got to, you got to bring it up and it's beautiful.
0: Truly. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Each, each and every one of us have a, has a voice that needs to be shared and has a perspective that is unique and important. So, um, yeah, I can't believe that we're already,
2: uh, at the time.
0: The conversation, but my oh, man, this was so be exactly this what was we amazing. It was you kind of like, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, this you, was you know, really I think good. You are a photographer, you are an artist, um, but you have so much wisdom and depth to you. It's just been such a pleasure talking to you, oh. I have to say. Kind of lost so myself much. in this conversation multiple times multiple and times. Put a oh. lot away from it. So I'm really excited to share this with the podcast community. I mean, this is this just goes way beyond um the work that you share, but also want to, you know, highlight, like, this is such an amazing piece of work, too. So thank you for yeah. sharing. your oh, man. Thank y'all. you so
1: much. Honestly, like, I was, since since we first, when we started this, I knew something was, it was a vibe. I was like, when we started talking about the Beyonce and all. I was like, yo, something there's something special <laughs> is about to happen, yo. <laughs> <It was starting laughs> to something, special, something special is about to happen. And I uh, thank you guys again for the opportunity and sharing with you guys and the amazing, yeah. the comfort to be open with you, you know, all that is is definitely appreciated for sure. Um,
2: I so I have two things. The first thing is that I feel like this conversation has brought up two songs by Beyonce. I'm so sorry. One of them is Freedom and the other one is Bicker yeah.
0: from um I love that one.
2: Right? Your uh My Face. Uh, uh, you're something for something much bigger. You're destined for something much bigger, bigger than you, bigger than me, bigger than the picture they framed us Mm. to see. Mm. Legacy. Yes. Yeah. Listen, um, the
1: other day, I'll I'll be transparent. Um, The other day, so remember when I told you that I was at that class and they played all Beyonce and it was lit? Yeah. So (laughs) I went to, I went, I worked out the next night, Right. And I normally don't, I don't work out late. The gym I work out, it's like it closes at midnight. So I get there like ten thirty or whatever. So I'm just chilling, and something as I was walking to my car, Freedom came on.
2: Mm-hmm. Like it was just
1: in the playlist, like because I have my workout playlist and Freedom. And what? And I had a long walk to my car, and for some reason, them words that night, like <laughs> the words she puts in that song, I, ah. I got emotional. I got yeah. emotional. It's Push. like yo. So, I can't remember the top of my head, but it's like something like a, a quitter, something doesn't quit on themselves. Oh, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, the winner won't yeah. quit on
2: themselves. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. So the fact that you bring that up right now, goosebumps all over. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. a real vibe. For real. Yeah.
2: I break chains all by myself. Won't let my freedom rot in hell. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep yeah. running because the winner won't quit on themselves.
1: That song is yeah. yeah. That That's the real one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And I think what you said earlier about like, you're like, no, that's my whole thing. Like freedom is my whole thing. That yeah. song and just like the expanse of like, duh, like that's yeah. so that's what it brought that... me. And I think there's something about these photos. Actually, the the first one that you showed us of, um I think it, I'm not sure. It might be you just in the silver, um, sure. like ash, with, the, with the suit, like looking mm-hmm. down that, even though mm. it's dark and even like you see the bookshelves, like it, there's something, it gives freedom a little bit you know yeah there's yeah that's it i I can't talk about that one because it's me so i don't want to be like
1: oh that's the one you know i can't but that that's a there's something in that photo though that that's that's definitely a a, there's a lot in that photo yeah Yeah. it was the
2: first photo i saw and that was the one that was like oh this is for me like this is for me personally okay cool
1: nice Uh, man I can't wait till you guys experience the book and everything. And it's you man. Can't. Oh, we gotta have another hopefully we got another conversation. That'd be awesome. Like to talk about the other side of this. Like sure. that'd be cool too. i will be down 100 percent yeah. so, um, yeah.
2: thank you so much for like getting in contact with us and coming to speak with us. We like we really appreciate this. Our podcast community is really gonna appreciate this. Yeah. Uh, your work is really all important. Right.
1: Thank, thank you me. so much. Really, this is this has been a, this has been great, honestly. Like <laughs> I, I receive it all. And I'm with you guys. I support you guys. I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. I down. you, once you asked that Prince question, that, that was it. That, that, that took me another level. I'm in. I'm in.
0: <laughs> so we definitely want to make sure that the podcast community knows you how to support your work. Um, and if you have any upcoming projects that we can tune into, this would be a great time to share with us.
1: Uh, well, quite simply, if you go to my Instagram, I am Kamal X. Um, or my website I am KamalX.com. there's links to to pre-order or purchase the copy of the book i'm not sure when this gets um, out uh when this episode will be released but yeah that's pretty much the best way to support me on through amazon is the best way um that's where i'm funneling everyone to um it matters this is i am being published but All of this is on me. This all we got, you know. So all the love and support, each person coming through and just showing some love, it does make a big difference, especially when you got people saying, "Well, this won't sell, that won't do that, all that Mm -hmm. crap." It's like, Mm -hmm. nah, we are. I know who we are, and you know, anyone that chooses to even just being with me in this moment, I appreciate. But if you can do the extra vibe and. Go and support the book i would appreciate that too and love to connect also you can definitely reach out to me through my instagram or my website you'll see an email there um that's the the best way um in terms of what's happening next i am working on a new project um mm-hmm. but i have Dang. to keep on the wraps got to keep on okay, the wraps okay. you know of course, but of uh, it's it's uh, i'm really excited about it and it's it's something i've been contemplating for a while so yeah Okay. It's, it's going to be a new a new the frontier ne- for sure.
2: The next time we have you on the podcast, then yeah. I
1: hope to be able to hear all about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be really interesting.
0: So again, thank you so much, Kamal. We have really enjoyed this conversation and it's been so meaningful. We're really excited to have an opportunity to check out uh, the book and then also to bring you back to talk about it. For yeah. sure, share I'm our experience
1: i'm down for real thank you guys so much
0: all right hey listeners i just wanted to take a moment out to say thank you we have the deepest gratitude for your support and your willingness to listen to our episodes on the decolonize to thrive podcast i'm also asking that if you have just a few seconds that you take a moment quickly to rate and review our podcast, whether that's on Apple podcast or Spotify, it would mean so much to us. If you left your feedback about how the podcast has impacted you or anything you might have learned so far. Secondly, we ask that you do share and follow our Instagram page at decolonized to thrive. And finally, we would love to feature your thoughts in a subsequent episode. And you can share those by leaving a voicemail at 312 843 3033 Or you can email your thoughts to decolonize to thrive at gmail.com. That is decolonize number two thrive at gmail.com. Again, we thank you so much for listening and we appreciate your support.